De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we, members of the Revenue Generation, share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss everything you need to know about revenue operations. Joining us is Natalie Furness, who is the CEO at RevOps Automated, which is a master of scale builder of revenue growth engines and self-confessed data geek. RevOps Automated is the HubSpot partner consultancy on a mission to get every ounce of value out of the HubSpot ecosystem. So far this week, Natalie and I talked about the annual RevOps study findings and where to implement RevOps first. And today, we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about agile implementation of RevOps. Okay, here's my conversation with Natalie Furness, the CEO at RevOps Automated. Natalie, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to be back, Doug. So, Natalie, Agile implementation, this idea of Agile has been out here for a really long time. We think about development centers, we talk about coding, we think about delivering the best possible product. It's an Agile world. So it feels like the same things for implementing RevOps. So where do we start out? If we're thinking about an Agile implementation, where do you start your clients? When it comes to implementing Agile RevOps with RevOps Automated, we do this actually through a service called RevOps as a Service. We have been running this now successfully for a few months with a few clients, and they seem to love it. It was actually one of our clients' ideas. Initially, when we pitched a large strategic piece of work to come up with this large RevOps piece and you know do some load of workshops and get together our findings and build out a plan for the next six to 12 months, and they turned around to us and said, well, that's cool, but I want to start next week. How do we do that? So I sort of thought to myself, right, let's look at some of the agile implementation stuff that's been used in DevOps for a long time and realize that if we just put together a team, a RevOps strategist with a data insights engineer and a systems admin or implementer on HubSpot, then we could actually do some quick analysis, look for the quick wins, build some sprints, which the strategist would come up with the strategy for, the implementer would implement, and then the data insights engineer would quickly look at the value of that sprint and show the visualized effects to the client. And then we would think about what the next sprint would be. And we started that and it worked. So we've just kept doing it. So it sounds like an incremental approach to RevOps transformation. Is there a typical starting point? And what are those quick wins you referred to before? Some examples of quick wins. The usual starting point is usually a cu- the customer's pain point. You know, we'll speak to our clients and everyone's different. You know, a lot of 
clients are focused on revenue attribution and that being the first step. But a lot of the time, the reason why revenue attribution is a problem is because of a lot of other layers of problems. So the way the database is structured, how clean the data is, if the digital touch points are effectively mapped into the system. And, you know, if they're working with different business units, are those business units segmented on their CRM system? So usually changing revenue attribution reporting is the end goal. And we're looking at all the little things that we can change along the way to get that beautiful revenue attribution report, um, which can be used for forecasting, which that's often a RevOps leader's dream is to have great data so they can do that forecasting and they know how many you know leads they need in the funnel to make sure they hit their revenue targets every month for the next five years. So it always starts with a quick audit. There is nothing that we can do without initial data insights. So we will we'll always run an audit. And I think I put a post out on LinkedIn today to say that I can I could pretty much tell you what you need to improve on your HubSpot in five minutes these days. I think I we kind of got used to using it so well that I can navigate and look to the simple things that organizations often miss. Like in your sales funnel, have you got a customer, like an account attached to it? And have you got an individual attached to it? Like if you're using HubSpot, go and check your deals right away. Check that you have a contact and a company associated with that deals. Because if you don't, it's going to be very difficult to report on it. So that's often the first quick win, which can be fixed usually within a day and change all the reporting. Then we look at, for example, the way that the lifecycle stages, I mean, this is very specific to HubSpot here because that's our area of expertise, but a lot of people don't know that HubSpot automatically has a automation between the lifecycle stage and pipeline. So if you add a new deal to a pipeline, it's automatically going to tag that deal as an opportunity. But a lot of people actually use those pipelines to manage pre-opportunity leads, like particularly if they have SDRs. So what that means is it's tagging all SDR, like pre-qualification outbound leads as opportunities when they're not. So that's going to really dirty your data. So it's like things like that that we go in and look for that we know are really common that we can fix really fast. Then we start working with doing a lot of work in bringing data into one place. So whether that be bringing it into HubSpot or using another platform such as Databox so we can better display data from multiple sources in one place. And yeah, then we're looking very much into things like workflows and things that are often overcomplicated. You know, we like to simplify things so it's easier to report on it. So it sounds like, uh, you know, it's an agile approach in the sense that you're iteratively implementing and bringing RevOps to speed. And it's really interesting. You talked about attribution as a win, as a quick win early on. Do you find yourself branching differently with the agile approach? In other words, instead of starting with a whole scope implementation where each portion of the implementation is well understood, do you find yourself branching based on those moments of aha, like, I've implemented an attribution model. Suddenly, my understanding of what my successful and unsuccessful programs are, and therefore, you've got to pivot, right? You're making a change like, gee, golly, I thought this, let's say, content syndication was crushing it. Turns out it's not doing much for me, and I'm going to make a change. I'm going to refocus. Are you finding that the roadmap pretty much stays the same? It's just about chunking things out more iteratively over time. I would say pivots happen whether you put a waterfall approach in or whether you put an agile approach in, you know, 
when you learn something new, which points you in a different direction to create more impact if you change directions, we change direction. There is no point continuing on the same path for less impact when we can pivot for more impact. Are there times that you are unsurprised by the pivots? In other words, are there typical moments of discovery that you know are coming up, that you can see them coming up? Again, lots and lots of clients and lots of experience here. What are those moments for folks that can look for? It's really hard to think of one thing. So I think it often has to do with us. When we put live a specific report that I can already see from the underlying data is telling a very different story to what the board of directors thinks it's going to tell. So I already know the pivot we're going to have to take because I can see the underlying data before we correct the report on top for the direction they've been going for a long time. So it's never a particular pivot. It's just more the fact that being in RevOps, you kind of have that insights of where you need to go because you can see the reports before they're built. Makes a ton of sense. Natalie, I really appreciate you joining us. Folks, it is 7.30 at night for Natalie and 11.30 in the morning for me. So Natalie, thank you for spending a part of your evening with us. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Doug. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Natalie Furness, CEO at RevOps Automated, for joining us. If you would like to contact Natalie, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact her directly on Twitter, where her handle is at Natalie underscore Fern, or visit her company website at www.revopsautomated.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, shame on you. Head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the RevGen podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself.